This is Bentley Manning. And this is Kellen Day. This is an experiment to see what happens when church gets canceled. And we find new ways to connect. This is... This is... This is... Empty Pews. Hey, Kellen, good morning. You're eating. This is Bentley coming to you from the Church of the Incarnation in Highlands, and Kellen Day has a mouthful of oatmeal. Good morning, everybody. Uh, great to be with you all for this podcast. Um, Kellen, I'm curious. I guess people aren't probably listening to this in the morning. Yeah, we, we recorded it in the morning. Good day. Good day. Good evening, whatever time it is. Great to be with you all. Uh, Kellen, you... Curious. I mean, are you still are you limited to the number of New York Times articles that you can read each month? Um, so the most marvelous thing happened, you know, once I confessed that I was not a New York Times subscriber, and um, you know, a, you ask and you shall receive <laughs> a lovely prisoner. Um, I'm not sure if she'd want me to name her on the podcast. Um, bought me a gift to New York Times subscription. So thanks to her, I have, you know, full access to recipes and articles. And I still find myself like not clicking on things because I'm so trained to like save my articles for the month. But it's been really fun to have full access and now I have full access to Spelling Bee, which is the best. And that's a game that you play on the New York Times? Yeah, usually Kai and I play it every night right before bed. And usually we just try to get the panogram. But now I can play the whole game, so I have to start earlier in the evening. Well, that's such, what a wonderful gift. It's been a wonderful gift. Would it be greedy to start naming some other things that maybe like I don't have access to and just seeing if somebody would <laughs> provide <laughs> it? <laughs> that's probably greedy. Yeah, I think that's maybe not how the podcast should go. Well, but um, anyway, it was a lovely, lovely surprise. Thanks, I, dear parishioner. Yeah, we're blessed to have uh, some really thoughtful parishioners here who um, give generously. That's right. This is the good life. This is the good life. Kellen, I feel like there is so much we could talk about at the beginning of this podcast. We could talk about our Bible study. We've uh, really honed in on the letter of James and thinking about comparing James to Paul, which has been a lot of fun. We've got an election coming up. We could talk about that, make our listeners a bit uncomfortable. Uh, we could talk about your mountain biking. You've started that. Um, I've also started trying to get back into shape doing some running. We could talk about that. We could also talk about getting back to worship uh, at the 8.15 and the 10.30 hour. Um, All Saints is just next Sunday. So there's so much to talk about. Is there something in your brain that 
uh, rises to the surface. What a laundry list. So many oh things. Oh my gosh. Oh, you didn't even mention that we got webcams. We also have a web, we have got two webcams that are uh, looking at the church, which will allow our parishioners in time uh, to view the construction live whenever they want from wherever they are. So exciting. I think it's exciting. I do too. It's kind of fun. Um, so I think we should talk about All Saints, Bentley. Okay. It's this Sunday. It's a major feast in the church. Um, oftentimes we baptize folks on this Sunday. You want to say a little bit about All Saints and the themes of this day? Well, so here's one of the things I think that comes to my mind, Kellen, and maybe this is unfair, right, to kind of create this division. But historically, there was a service of all souls and a service of all saints, and those were not on the same day. But it seems like there's been a, a move. Yeah, they're kind of conflated at this point. They're conflated, right? So we celebrate those who have died, mm-hmm. uh, our aunts and uncles and parents and grandparents, who, if we're all being honest, are not necessarily saintly figures <laughs> maybe they are right some of them could be some of them certainly not all of them if you're listening and one of your close relatives was a saint let um, us know please let us know yeah. but we celebrate those who have died right those who have um been witnesses uh, to christ in their life and death mm-hmm. that we love and we miss and then we also celebrate the countless number of saints uh who might kind of be of a different category, different order, who we uh, celebrate weekend, week out, uh, throughout the church year, who have made a particular mark on the church, been a kind of particular witness uh, to Christ's own life. Particularly holy Particularly folks. holy folks. <laughs> right. Um, so, it, I mean, I don't know, Kellen, is, what, what's your sense about any and all of that, that there's this kind of impulse to, to celebrate both on a day like All Saints? Um, I, I'm fine with the conflation because I think only particular type of, you know, Catholics, Anglicans, Episcopalians would actually celebrate All Souls Day, which is on November 2nd, right? Like most of us just don't do that. So I think that there needs to be an occasion and a time where we remember those who have died, um, and commend them to God in prayer and their eternal life. So I think, um... You know, pastorally, I think it's a very sensitive decision to make. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think if you're not going to celebrate all souls and have a full service, uh, it's important, I think, to, to kind of put those pieces together. Um, I mean, our seminary professors would disagree with that, right? Like, we celebrated All Souls Day and All Saints Day separately at seminary, right? They were they would tell us there's a major distinction between those who we commemorate as saints and those who are simply a part of the family of God. Yeah, and maybe this is why I, I'm my inclination is to kind of make a distinction between the two is is not because there aren't good people in our families that have died that we want to remember, uh, but I part of the. Um, A potential problem with conflating the two is that then you don't actually hold up and celebrate these particular lives that make, in many ways, Christianity credible. Um, I do think I do think in our you know our families we do have those stories of our grandparents or godparents who helped make Christianity credible for us, but the saints, right? These particularly holy people. 
uh, do so in a way that I think deserves uh, some kind of extra attention and focus that you may not get if you kind of conflate it all together. It's a good argument. I'm persuaded. I just think like practically, you know. No, I, right. I agree with you. We're not celebrating an All Souls Day on Monday, November 2nd, are we? No, but maybe next year? We should think about it for we next year. We should totally think about that for next year. Um, you mentioned that, you know, saints help make Christianity credible, which is sort of a Rowan Williams um, line, right? Yeah, right. A, a thought that he has put forward. Um, but a, one of our seminary professors is doing some really amazing and interesting work around saints and how that they are, you know, sort of an argument or a um, proof. A, a proof, yeah, for the existence of God. Um, he put out this like lovely little video. This is um, Dr. Rob McSwain at the School of Theology in Sewanee. He got this big Templeton grant uh, to fund this study. And uh, maybe we should link that video to this podcast yeah, so y'all can watch it that's a great idea and i've i've prob i've thought though I, I haven't written it yet about incorporating some of dr mcswain's thoughts into the all saints sermon on sunday yeah and, and the basic premise basically is like you know the people that we encounter and the way that they've lived their lives the way that they sort of um showcase christ is you know proof of god's existence and love and presence in the world um and he just sort of does it systematically um and his work which i don't think has been done at this point it's a new argument for the existence of god right and he goes through different ways in which we might understand that with each uh, particular person Uh, but one of the ways that resonates with me uh, is that when you're around a saintly figure, so this is maybe a broader definition of saint than the one I started with. Like maybe he's conflating saints and souls? He might be. I think he might conflate, at least in his argument, saints and souls. But saintly people, um, they, when you're around them, you feel closer to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we all, I hope, know people like that who... Just by their very presence, we feel uh, closer to God's own presence. Uh, And so all saints and all souls are days where I think we can celebrate those people who have made God credible to us, uh, just by their very being. So join us on Sunday, whether that's in person or on our live stream, as we remember the saints and all the souls who have departed over the last year.
Our gospel text for this Sunday comes from Matthew, and I'm not sure this text needs a thorough summary, as probably many of you are familiar with this text. It's the Beatitudes. So it's part of Jesus's sermon on the Mount, speaking to a crowd of folks. And, you know, I'll give you the first line just to spark your memory. Blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And he goes on um, to talk about all those, those others who are blessed. So Bentley's preaching and we'll talk about the Beatitudes. All right, Kellen, so I am preaching. Whether or not you're preaching on this gospel text or the occasion of all saints or another text um, for the day, I do not know Bentley. Maybe you don't even know yourself, but if you were to, you know, preach on this gospel text, what might be a few things that you would want to lift up for our listeners? Well, one thing that comes to mind when I look at this reading from Matthew is I think oftentimes I've thought about this gospel reading as being about other people. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's about uh, the pure in heart. It's about the merciful. But I do. I think the more I think about it and look at it, the more I sit with it, I'm kind of of the mind that these are descriptions of the way. Uh, this is the way people's lives should look uh, if they're to follow Jesus. Yeah, I feel like on especially this gospel text paired with the occasion of all saints, it does make you sort of. Um, think that this is associated with saintly figures, with other folks who maybe um, can tap into these, you know, habits of heart and ways of being that God would have for us. But I, I don't think that we're supposed to keep it at an arm's length away either. Yeah, I mean, I guess to my point, just not to overly simplify what I'm saying is like, I think sometimes I've looked at it and thought, you know, this is good news for all those other people who've got a life that might be a bit tougher, right? The poor, the persecuted. Um, But I think it's a description of the way our lives should look if they're aligned with Christ's life. And which is to say, to your point, Kellen, it's... um, it's what you would guess a saintly life would look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it is a life that I think, by and large, we aren't equipped or trained to lift up or see clearly, right? Like meekness is not a value that has been grilled into us by this culture, um, at least not in the culture I grew up in, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I think, yeah, so Kellen, you could do that with the whole list. Poor in spirit, those who mourn the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, peacemakers. I mean, all, the whole list is not something that as a kid, uh, we're all told that this is what we should aspire to possess in our lives, this kind of disposition. Mm-hmm. Which is maybe to say, like, it just doesn't, quite come naturally to many of us and that it doesn't come naturally to us is is something else i you know i know we've already talked a little bit about all saints day but i think one of the things in particular about all saints uh the feast of all saints is that it gives us what could be abstract um values 
about how to live in the world. And it kind of really puts it down into kind of concrete flesh and bone examples, uh, real lives who possess meekness. And those lives are not uh, people that are perfect, far from it, right? The saints aren't perfect. But in them, you're able to see some of these kind of lofty ideals in the flesh and bone, which I think is really helpful. I think that's a great insight, Bentley. And, you know, it reminds me that the text is an invitation for us all to learn to embody these attributes and these ways of being in the world. And we, of course, don't just do that by ourselves, but we need witnesses and examples and models and and people to um, help us along the way. So I guess my question for all of us maybe is who has that been for you in your life? Um, who's shown you how to be meek? Who's modeled hungering and thirsting for righteousness? Who's been a peacemaker? And how can you maybe walk in their footsteps. Here are a few lines from that famous All Saints hymn. For all the saints who from their labors rest, who thee by faith before the world confessed. Thy name, O Jesus, be forever blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. But lo, there breaks a yet more glorious day. The saints triumphant rise in bright array. The King of glory passes on his way. Alleluia, alleluia. From earth's wide bounds, from ocean's farthest coast, through gates of pearl streams in the countless host, singing to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Alleluia, alleluia. All right, Kellen, I think we should give everyone an update on some of the news that's going on around the church. Yeah, go for it, Bentley. All right, the first is, you all know, Monday through Thursday, we have morning prayer in the chapel at 8.30. We have a Eucharist at noon on Wednesdays, and we have sign-ups uh, for worship on Sunday at 8.15 and 10.30. Uh, we also have educational offerings on Tuesday and on Sunday, and we invite you to join us for that. And also on Monday... Uh, next Monday, uh, we will begin our construction on the church, and so be on the lookout for trucks and all that kind of stuff outside of the church next Monday. Ooh-wee, lots going on. There's a lot going on. We wish you all a very happy, blessed All Saints Day, um, and we look forward to hearing from you or seeing you soon. We love you. We miss you. God's peace. God's peace.